This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. The U.S. Supreme Court hears arguments today in a case that could reshape the future of the Internet. As NPR's Kerry Johnson reports, the justices will be examining laws in Florida and Texas that compel big social media companies to carry posts they find objectionable. Texas and Florida passed the laws after social media platforms blocked former President Donald Trump following the Capitol riot in 2021. The state laws prevent big social media companies from banning users based on their political viewpoints. Republican leaders there say the sites have been silencing conservative ideas. Lawyers for the social media platform say the laws violate decades of First Amendment precedent and could expose users to messages that are hateful, violent, or unsafe. Legal experts say if the justices uphold the sweeping state laws, it could end content moderation as we know it, changing the shape of modern social media. Carrie Johnson, NPR News, Washington. The impeachment process against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas could move to the Senate this week. The impeachment articles must first be walked over to the Senate by managers from the House. Then senators have to be sworn in as jurors. Alabama Republican Governor Kay Ivey says she wants to support legislation that protects in vitro fertilization, a process that helps people get pregnant. Some Alabama fertility clinics stopped offering IVF last week after the state Supreme Court said fertilized eggs are children. Illinois Democratic Senator Tammy Duckworth says she has repeatedly introduced a national bill to protect IVF. She says she used the procedure to have her own children. In my case, when we had five fertilized eggs and three were non-viable, when my doctor discarded those with my consent, uh, that would be considered potentially manslaughter or murder. Basically, Republicans have put the rights of a fertilized egg over the rights of the woman. And that is not something that I think the American people uh, agree with. She spoke to ABC. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres is again calling for a ceasefire in Gaza and the release of all hostages. Lisa Schlein reports from Geneva. He spoke at the opening of the U.N. Human Rights Council. Guterres says nothing can justify Hamas's deliberate killing, torturing, and kidnapping of civilians. And he says nothing justifies the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Rafa is the core of the humanitarian aid operation. An all-out Israeli offensive on the city would not only be terrifying for more than a million Palestinian civilians sheltering there, it would put the final nail in the coffin of our aid programs. More than 10 countries, including the United States, suspended funding to the relief agency for displaced Palestinians after some UNRWA employees were shown to have participated in the October 7th attack on Israel. For NPR News, I'm Lisa Schlein in Geneva. This is NPR. Authorities in Belarus have announced initial results from yesterday's national elections. Only candidates loyal to Belarus's president were allowed to run. Opposition candidates boycotted the vote. The U.S. State Department says the vote is a sham. South Korea's government has set a deadline of the end of this month for striking doctors to return to work or face punishment. 
NPR's Anthony Kuhn reports from Seoul the strike has strained the country's health care system. Vice Health Minister Park Min-soo said that if striking doctors return to work by Thursday, they will not be held accountable for their walkouts. Under South Korean law, doctors who defy government back-to-work orders may face up to three years in jail, a fine of around $22,000, and suspension of their doctor's licenses. Some 10,000 of around 13,000 South Korean intern and resident doctors have submitted their resignations. In response, hospitals have canceled surgeries and the government has opened some military hospitals to civilians. The striking doctors oppose the government increasing med school enrollment quotas, despite South Korea having one of the lowest doctor-to-patient ratios of any developed economy. Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Seoul. The Vatican says Pope Francis is continuing to recover from a mild flu. This was first announced over the weekend. The 87-year-old pontiff has canceled today's public engagements. The Eiffel Tower has reopened in Paris after a six-day strike. Workers are demanding pay increases and improvements in how the iconic World Heritage Site is preserved. The Eiffel Tower operator says it has agreed to spend more than $400 million in renovations. I'm Corva Coleman, NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor VCU Massey Comprehensive Cancer Center, who, as an NCI-designated comprehensive cancer center in the country's top 4%, is unconditionally committed to keeping loved ones in their lives. MasseyCancerCenter.org slash comprehensive.